Oh my god. I almost had a perfect intro. I have the lovely Echo here with us today. And let me just make sure I have all my audio correct here. Echo, you want to go ahead and say hi? Hello. There we are. Perfect. Echo is a friend of mine that I actually, well, family now at this point, um, that I met in kick streaming on the platform and everything. Um, and go ahead and tell everybody, uh, for those in chat who don't know you and the listeners on Spotify, um, who you are, a bit about yourself. Uh, so, hi, uh, I'm Echoes, uh, Echoes Nation on kick. Um, I started my streaming journey over three years ago, November of 2020. Uh, I've been across three different platforms. I started on Facebook Gaming. I went to Twitch, and then I've been on Kick for going on seven months now. Crazy to think about. Um, no so way. Like seven months. I'm yeah. seven months too, actually. So we yeah. started our Kick journey at the same time. Almost around the same time. Yeah. Oh my god, that's insane. Okay, continue. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I like to do uh, a good variety of content. Uh, I am not your uh, being good at games kind of guy. I am the guy that just likes to make content out of games because, you know, that's more fun to me. Um, so I do that, but I've been doing a lot more music content lately, whether it's making music on stream or singing songs on stream. Um, I've been doing a lot of that lately, really been in the live music category. Um, but I like to switch around and, you know, just have fun. Yeah, so you, whenever you first started streaming, were you strictly a gaming content, or have you always made music on stream? So when I first started, I was actually a Warzone streamer, believe it or not. No shit, really? Yeah. Now, were you good at I, Warzone, or were you, like, my level of Warzone? Um, I, I, was, I was what you would call decent. Okay, so neither. But I was, but yeah, but like when I <laughs> when I start when I started, um, I, like I was really just one of those guys that kind of was just like, all right, turn the camera on, and I'm I'm already playing the game, so I'm just gonna like, however I am like in Discord with my friends that I play with, like that's what it's gonna be, and like I didn't really have many people in chat, so I wasn't really like looking at my other screen. And that's kind of like just where I started. Yeah, I had a I had a TV, I had a TV, a little little tiny TV monitor, and like a like a vertical screen. That was it. Yeah, I started with uh, two tiny monitors myself. I had my two monitors like right in front of me on like this really really tiny desk, and then I had like a makeshift shelf that was gonna fall at any moment that had my TV on it. <laughs> and so I streamed from a Mac. And so what I did oh. before I got a capture card, I used PlayStation Remote Play and wow. used that to play my game. And so that would capture my game content and I'd be looking at my TV playing my game. That's how I started. So it was actually I kind of still crazy. Have, I still have the same PC that I had three years ago. Really? I've made, up, I've made upgrades to it, but literally this, I, I, I've had the same case Oh, I think, okay. I, th I think I think the only I think the only things that are the same from when I got this is the case and the motherboard. Everything else has been upgraded in some way, shape, or form. But yeah, really, it's still standing for now. <laughs> were you ever a console player, or were you always a PC? 
No, I I always I always had an Xbox. I was I was a very big Xbox person. Oh, that's um, unfortunate. <laughs> I never I just I I just never got a PlayStation. I always I went from the original Xbox to the Xbox One to the Xbox One S to so on and so forth. Yo, uh, Quintendo with the host of 32 viewers. I am so sorry I don't have the sound alerts on. Jenny, thank you for that. Shout out to Quintendo. Um, we are actually on podcast days. I don't ever have the sound alerts on. I don't ever have them on. But I do sincerely appreciate that. I hope you had a wonderful stream. And, uh, you know, ironically enough, it's another kick artist on the platform, which Easy. we're going to get into that here in a minute about, you know, your journey of that as well. Yeah. Um, but Quintendo, I hope you had a wonderful stream. Thank you so much for the host and for everybody here. This is Sundays with Sin. It's a podcast I do every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can find all previous episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, so you said that you were always an Xbox person, correct? So yes. Negan was too, actually. Negan was always Xbox. And I feel like once you get acquainted with one system early on in age, like you're kind of stuck on that system. I feel like if you've always had like an Xbox, it's very, very difficult, nearly impossible to switch on over to the to the PlayStation or whatever I said. I mean, yeah. I mean, I did, I did have a PlayStation Two at one time. I, I definitely, I, I, I messed with the PlayStation Two for a while. That, that was legit. But yeah. I think once I got an Xbox, it was kind of just like that was kind of like game over for me. Like that's just kind of just where I went. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So you were a Warzone streamer. Was that yes. like whenever you decided to do that, did you decide to stream Warzone because you genuinely had fun with the content with it? Or did you decide to stream that because that was a popular game that other big streamers seemed to get views from? It was it was kind of a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, I had I had I had people that I played Warzone with back in the day that were that were a lot of fun to play with. So I knew that I knew that I could get good content out of it regardless, but going on Facebook gaming and, and streaming, uh, one of the mm -hmm. biggest things for exposure wise and, and now Facebook gaming work kind of different than like how Twitch, well, not really too much different, but if you weren't like playing one of like the top three games that were out, whether it was call of duty, apex or Fortnite, uh, you weren't getting a ton of exposure. So for me, I was already playing Warzone. I was like, you know what? I was like, why don't I start here, see where it can go, and then kind of move on. And unfortunately, Warzone did not last long because I started to just <laughs> I started to hate it. Yeah. I feel like I, I learned actually recently from a comment that um Lucci made, and Lucci is another creator here on Kick. Mm -hmm. Um he specializes in DMZ and people are giving him so much shit about playing DMZ and how it's this, this trash game or whatever game mode. And he had said that, you know, but this is his shtick. This is where he, you know, he could branch out. He could play other games. He could do other things. But like this is the set that he has the most fun with. This is where his content was built from. And he's like, you wonder why all these other creators like, yeah, we know Warzone has glitches in it, but you wonder why they continue playing it. It's because that is, their shtick that's what they're good at that's what they that's what their community enjoys watching them play regardless of you know the game itself exactly <clears throat> excuse me you have to you have to find you have to find that uh i was just i 
crazy that you t- you say that because I was just talking about this on another podcast a few days ago. I may it's have been watching. Finding, it's about finding your niche, like finding that thing that you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be what everybody else is doing, but if you're having fun doing it, then people, other people are going to, going to enjoy watching you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, speaking of, you know, things and finding your niche and stuff. So you are one of the well-known artists here on the platform. You go as far as to actually make the songs while you're streaming. You are a Spotify artist. You've had over, what was it, 3,000 streams on one song, was it? Or is it 2,000 streams? Uh, eight. I've, uh, my first single mindset is sitting at about 8,300 streams currently. I was talking about a recent one that you had posted, but I did know about that one. Yes. That's a really good one. Um, I thought you had just posted like within the last month about one of your songs that you released that hit 3000 streams. Or maybe that was probably, that was, that was my, I believe that was mindset. Oh, oh, so it's already surpassed that already too. It's all, yeah, it's already Jesus. surpassed that. I actually have another, I have another single that's about to surpass 3000 that I just released. I think it, uh, just at the end of December. So that's crazy. So when did you, oh, reignites at twenty six twenty six. Yep. When did you get into music? Have you always been musically inclined? Uh, <clears throat> from a very young age, is from what I can remember, about five six years old. My mom still has like old VHS tapes of me at like eight years old singing at church. Oh my god, it's so cute. I got started with church actually too. That's where I learned how to play bass and guitar oh. and drums. Yeah. The deal I didn't want to go to church and so the deal I made with my parents is that if I get to play in the band, the church band, then I'll go. And that's uh, I feel like that's a fair trade. It was a fair trade. Yeah. It definitely that was how I got started with all of it. So you when did you decide to make this journey though and decide like where were you at in your life when you decided i want to make music so here's how i'm gonna start like take me through this step by step when did you decide to do it and where did you start so i've been so kind of backtracking a bit Mm -hmm. i've been playing gigs full-time like outside of streaming for going on eight years um okay I I think that entire time I, I, I have wanted to make music. However, in the music industry, a lot of people don't realize that trying to get studio time and and all that whatnot and trying to get musicians to help you on tracks, that costs a lot of money. And so it was tough, like especially starting out, like I, I had like quit my full-time job at that point because I was working in a warehouse. I had quit my job at that point, like my security to be like, you know what, I'm going to do music. And that's, and, and trust me, I struggled for a bit. I couldn't pay my rent. Like I, I went, I went through it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I started to pick up more gigs, um, you know, over the years. And I think my, my drive to start making music kind of grew more and more and more, but I don't think it really was until I started actually streaming and people like, knew that I could sing where I had all these people that were like, I want you to make music. Like, where's your music? Is your music on Spotify? Like, do you have music out there? Like, where is it? Yeah. And I always kept saying, no, like, I don't have any, I, and, and I, and I kept stalling saying, oh yeah, like I'm working on it, working on it, work on it. But it was either 
like me in a writer's block kind of thing and writer's block for people who don't know what that is is basically when your mind kind of gets stuck in this little box and it's like very tough to write lyrics like your 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 brain just can't figure it out um so it was always a combination of that and the fact that i just could i didn't have the people to get the studio time to do all that stuff so i kept stalling and installing and installing it along it wasn't until i met maze and dubs Mm -hmm. where and i'm getting them on here next i'm getting dubs next nice (laughs) where like dubs obviously produces all of our tracks yeah maze is like the guy that will literally stick his foot up your ass and be like let's go move it along come on i know you can do it like you ain't you ain't sitting down for too long and then there's ice it's like yo bro let me on the track but i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) but no um ice is ice is another one that's just like super motivating like he again like another person that just really like will give you that little swift kick that you need um to kind of just pick your head up and just keep going yeah um and like once i once i got surrounded by these three guys i just knew i was like you know what i was like maybe this is life's way of saying hey i've given you the people now you gotta do it mm-hmm. and and then mindset happened i made my first song mindset was definitely like when i when i heard it i was like this is fucking like it was so so good yeah but no song and i don't mean any offense to anyone no song has hit me so hard in the fucking feels as the one i believe it's reignite yes that's the one that you sang for me in person right before you released it and atlanta Yep. And when you sang it to me, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, I started crying <laughs> in that little dining room area that they had. It's like this tall table, tall chairs. You started singing, and I looked at you, and I was like, word for word, chat, word for word, I said to him, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Can attest. With, with literal tears in her eyes, she said, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I said, I hate you. I hate you. Yep. And now that's the one that has sassy at the end of it, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So when I heard the final piece, right, because you didn't fully finish that until after DreamHack and you came back home. Yep. When you had released that and I heard it all the way through and there's like a little break point when you, you know, you're start, you, you're talking to the listener, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you you connect with the audience in that moment or like break the fourth wall, so to speak. And then you hear her voice at the end with the I get I'm getting chills right now talking about it. And you hear her say it. It was just like that entirely was a fucking masterpiece. It was a masterpiece. And it is such a good song. And it's different than what our guys make and i say our guys you know ice or ice dubs and maze it's different than what they make because they say that i'm going to use maze's words here for people who are not familiar and i will link your spotify whenever i post this as well um echoes is known for making titanic music (laughs) 
Yep. Yeah. So you've done a bit of of country as well, right? Like you had a little bit yep. of like a country music going on. You've done a little bit of R and B to the R and B version of I Wanna Stream with yep. Reb and Maze. So talk me through some of your Titanic Nations as sassy. Um <laughs> Talk me through some of your projects here. What do you think is probably your favorite that you've come out with? Your favorite single, like your song, not one that you're featured on or you're featured with somebody or whatever. Yep. One that you have made entirely on your own, aside obviously from the production aspect of, you know, on Dub's end. What has been your favorite one to date? So it's tough because I feel like all five of my singles that I have right now are all different. Mm-hmm. In, in their in their own way mm-hmm. so so when i started with when i started with mindset that was obviously just kind of like a, a very like positive minded song basically about like um like lifting yourself up through the tough times and always <laughs> keeping the right mindset mm-hmm. then i came up with underdog which was obviously the very first song that i had ever even tried to rap on but I was lucky enough to find a track that had a really catchy hook on it and it just really all came together really well. And there are some people to this day that always tell me like that is their favorite song of mine that has come out. Underdog? Which is crazy to me. Yeah, which is crazy to me because like that I am going to be honest with you, that really wasn't my favorite track. But that and I but I only yeah. say that because again, that was like really when I first tried getting into the rapping um aspect of music so obviously i've got i feel like i've gotten better since then um then reignite was obviously my that was my hey let me put my emotions out in a song kind of thing and that one really resonated with a lot of people and then there was forever mine which i think is probably one of my favorites if not my favorite um Mm -hmm. Because one, that was more of like a reggae feel. Mm-hmm. It was not something I'd ever done before, but just the, the way it came out um, and the way I kind of had put it together was just really incredible. And then when it all when it all actually came together and Dubs like was mixing it, I'm watching Dubs' face when he's mixing. He's like, bro, what is this? Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was just so, it was such a fun <clears> song. <throat> but then so many people have been asking me to do country and so many people and i've talked about a lot that country is like my favorite genre to cover or to even write music to mm-hmm. and so you know this latest one that i just came out with good times that was uh, i believe it's about a week old now yeah maybe not even uh that was such a fun one to make because it wasn't anything crazy it was just a very feel good like country song like a lot of people yeah there were like, tears were yeah, a lot of people were just like sending me DMs like this, like this is crazy. Like this is so good. Like country's your wheelhouse. So I if I had to say a favorite, for me it's forever mine, but good times is definitely a close second. Cause yeah. I feel like those are two like really fun songs from start to finish to do. Yeah. Talk me through the process. So you guys have all of you have the same software downloaded that you record all of your music through what's the software pro tools pro tools okay so when you're in the when you're mixing the music so first of all you got to find a beat correct mm-hmm. do you make any of your own beats because i know you do play instrument you play the guitar i do play the guitar i haven't gotten good enough to that point yet okay. um 
one thing I definitely want to do here moving forward is to be able to have because so there's another guy on kick by the name of and I'm gonna probably butcher this. Uh, I'm just gonna call him Fitz because like just for shorts and Fitz. If you ever watch a stream of his, he has his guitar running through Pro Tools and it sounds impeccable. Mm -hmm. And him and I have talked before and I had just have not had the time yet to like sit down, like take like a few hours out of the day and sit with him and get the plugins necessarily to record my guitar and make it sound really good. But that will happen. But once so that's that something happens, you have planned? I, then I'm, yeah, so more so once that happens, then I'm going to start getting into the realm of actually recording like my own tracks with guitar and learning how to do drum beats and stuff like that. So that'd be exciting. Do you also play drums? What other instruments do you play? I do not play drums. Oh, I wish okay. I played drums. Um, drums are play... they're just they're simple, yes, in a sense of like if you. <sighs> Like they're simple if like you you know, it's so hard to say because like there's many different parts to the drums. It's more than just hitting mm -hmm. the drums. There's the timing of it. There's the beat of it. So like if you've ever seen, I think it's, I think it's Drumline, is the one mm -hmm. where he can't read music and so he's just following like the beat of it. So like yeah. you can hear something when you're playing drums and like. Like Choa said, it's a low skill floor with the high skill ceiling. That's exactly that's perfect. Thank you so much, Choa. It is they're fun to play too once you learn how to do it. But it's it's like it's so difficult sometimes. But it's super super easy when you get the swing of it. Whereas for like guitar, I feel like when you're playing guitar, it's like you have to learn how to move your fingers. And I'm not very good at doing that. I actually, yes. I'm so out of practice with it. I don't even know if I could play smoke on the water right now. <laughs> like <laughs> even on bass, I don't think I could do that right now because I'm so out of practice with it. And that's like the standard, like how you get started and learn how to hold a bass guitar. You learn how to play smoke on the water. <laughs> yep. But the yeah, biggest, the <clears throat> biggest thing with the biggest thing with guitar is re repetition. Yeah, um, because one thing you really have to do, especially starting out, and this and this turns off a lot of people to guitar. I love when you're when you're when you're first starting out, you will get really bad like calluses on your fingers. Yeah, you but do. But that's just because that's your like you just have to get used to it. Now I've been playing guitar since I was sixteen. So I've been I've been playing for over 10 years. So like my fingers are obviously used to it to the point where I don't feel pain anymore. Like but at first you will like feel pain on the top of your fingers like the, But again, that's just kind of your your hand having to get used to it. But a lot of people kind of are just like, oh, I really don't like this. This sucks. And then they just kind of put the guitar there down were, and with it. There were times when I was learning to play the guitar and like I actually would like my fingers would almost start to bleed. They were rubbed so raw because I wouldn't stop. Nope. And nope. my I remember my mom telling me like, you need to put the guitar down. She's like, you're going to hurt yourself. I'm like, but I put have to down. build it up. And then like, if you feel my hands now, like I don't have the calluses. They're not yeah. they're not there. Like the pads of my fingertips are like smooth and they're like i have really really soft hands 
And so now I'm like, well, I don't want to pick up a guitar anymore because, like, I like my soft fingertips. <laughs> so, uh, real quick, I have a funny drum story for you. I'm listening. Uh, so there was a there was a gig I played one night. It was me and my buddy, and I had to play a wedding the day after. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I was very hesitant about taking this gig because it was like a like a 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. gig. So it was like super late night. But I was like, I was like, you know what? I needed the money at the time. I'm like, I'm gonna take it. Mm-hmm. An hour into the show, I lose my voice. No, like flat out, like could not even do anything. So, in order to continue the show going, we actually ended up trading places. So he ended up taking my guitar and started to sing and play. I'm over here on the drum kit, having absolutely no idea what. I'm yeah, <laughs> it was bad. He was looking at me like I was crazy. I'm like, bro, I have no idea. Like, I was trying to keep like rhythm, but like, it just it's so didn't... difficult. It's not. Yeah. It's not Fortnite rock band. That's for sure. No, God, no. <laughs> no, you're really good on those drums, though. I've yes, I've seen yes. you. You played on when. <laughs> so we, I brought my PlayStation down to Atlanta, and when we were all staying together, it was me, Echo, Sassy, I, Sloba, her husband. Uh, and Meg the Hun, and uh, I brought the PlayStation because Ice told me he was bringing his, and we were saying, like, we were going to game. And then once I get there, obviously that didn't fucking happen because all you degenerate <laughs> alcoholics wanted to go bar hopping all fucking weekend, and I got sick, but I digress. So instead, I'm at home playing on my PlayStation by myself, or I'm at the Airbnb playing it by myself. The very next night when I'm feeling better and I want to drink and I want to hang out and party, everybody's taking turns on my fucking PlayStation playing Fortnite rock band. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, y'all fucking suck. And the internet was so shitty. It kept yes, like it kicking us out. And I'm like, oh, well, be careful, you know, like, because it's really difficult, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like on easy mode and I'm saying it's difficult and here comes fucking Echo and he just goes ahead and puts it on expert and him and Ice are crushing. Ice did not crush it, actually. <laughs> Ice was bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what he says. He was bad. <laughs> He'll blame it on the Jamaican me happies, but it was definitely not that. It was just he's bad at it. <laughs> but echoes i mean you took over you were killing it you were like a professional me and sassy were sitting there and like i know people are gonna say sassy was hyping up because she's your woman that's what you're supposed to do but i'm i'm there for it i mean i'm just saying like i agree echoes was killing it i i just <clears throat> I've, I've developed very good hand-eye coordination and i have that, and, i have and not I, and I have to thank that call of duty for that because like when i was young when i was younger like middle school high school like Mm -hmm. the old like modern warfare modern warfare 2 modern warfare 3 like i would literally get home from school i would do my homework and then i'd be on like call of duty for like four or five hours like a night like with my buddies doing quick scope lobbies uh like constant multiplayer grind like it was it was heavy back then so see i never I think I talked about this. I don't know if I did on a podcast episode or if I did um, on like the Wellness Wednesdays with Tubsy. I didn't get into Call of Duty really until I played Black Ops 2 for the zombies okay. mode. That's all I did yes. on that. I never played a campaign. I was strictly on the zombies mode. But I then really, really got into Call of Duty 
when it was, it was Modern Warfare 19 a bit, because that's why I met my, my mod Troa. But what yep. really, really sealed the deal was Cold War. And I know yes. everybody talks shit on that game. I understand you're either a Treyarch fan or an Activision fan. You're not both. You're one or the other. I, I'm one of those very few that I am both. But I really, really do enjoy Treyarch. I, I don't know what it is. I like the Black Ops games. And so when I tell you I'm like a professional on Cold War, I'm not exaggerating. That was my thing. But that's whenever I got really into it. So you got to think that was, I mean, Modern Warfare 19 came out in, was it, when did that come out? Was it 2019? It might have been 2018. It might have been like the very end of 2018. Right. So, but I didn't even play that too much either. Mm. So when Cold War came out, that was 2020. Yes. 2020. Like the end of 2020, I think, or 2021. No, 2020 it was. Yeah. When I tell you, like, Cold War, I mean, I, like, I literally talking about it right now, I think I want to fire it up after the podcast. Like, that's how obsessed with this game I was. Wow. And so I didn't get the early childhood playing on Call of Duty all the time or, like, teenage years playing on Call of Duty all the time. Like, I didn't do any of that. So when people are telling me, like, oh, you remember this map? They brought this map back. I'm like, I don't fucking know this map. If it's not Rust or Shipment or Nuketown, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Those are the only three maps that I know. That's it. Fun fact, Modern Warfare 2019 was released, was in, released 2019. in 2019. That makes sense. That's what I thought. I was saying you're saying it. I was like, no, that's too obvious. There's no way. And uh, no, it's, it's, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Hi, this my is, name is this Sin. Is, this is why we have mods. <laughs> this is why we have mods. Troa is the mod. Um, but yeah, I didn't. And then, then my, my community, especially my mods like to troll me and say that I had recently got my eyes checked. Finally, I haven't had an eye exam in like four years, five years. And so I got it. I got new contacts and my mod Troa in chat, my lovely mod Troa then tells me, well, maybe that's why. You're so bad at Call of Duty. Maybe you'll be better. One can hope. You know, one thing about mods I have to say is if you don't have mods that troll you, they aren't good mods. That's valid. Yeah. Tell me a bit about your mod team. So how did you have your mods followed you all over different platforms? Because you said you were, you know, Facebook gaming and stuff. And then now you're over at Kick. I know some of your mods are actually here in chat right now. And obviously Sassy is here because that's baby or babe. Yes. I'm sorry. It's babe. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> tell me and we're going to touch base on that, too, because I think that's absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, but did your mods follow with you? Yeah, I've I've essentially had like the same mods for a long time. Um, yeah. So like I have I have my other half. I have Eliza. I have uh, my other good friend Tony, um, Chef Tony. Also, uh huh. Yeah, Chef Tony. Yep, mm -hmm. yep, yep. Um, like those those three especially have followed me. I they've known me since Facebook days. Yeah. So they've they've followed me everywhere. And then, um, then you have Allison, who's Hoofy, and uh, Shay, who I will. Oh, Shay actually was. I met through Facebook, but I don't think I modded her until Twitch. Okay. Um, so, 
those two were Twitch, and then I think Emily was when I moved over to Kick. Mm-hmm. So I've assen- I've essentially had almost like all of the same mods. Yeah. Throughout. I'm very I'm very picky with mods because at the end of the day, like when it comes to mods for me, I want people that number one know me really well because that way they Welcome know, in, Don. Like, they know when people uh are you know when someone comes in and like they feel like they're crossing the line and they uh, like they maybe see me uncomfortable or mm-hmm. they think something's over the line or you know like god forbid if i get a huge raid like they know how to control if i i, I mean when i moved over to kick like i i got i've gotten heavily botted multiple times and like they're just very on top of it like know exactly what to do yeah like, they don't panic um it's just it's it's about having those people that can always be there when you I absolutely said. need them um and and again going back to you know just having those people that um you know you really get along with and you know what they control you and you know you troll them right back yeah my mods came with me too um i had only been on twitch for we just had seven months on kick oh we can't forget about jenny too I was going to ask Jenny, you about Jenny's, that. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny's the newest I mod. really, really hope that Jenny gives you so much shit later for forgetting her when you're talking about your mod squad. <laughs> I really hope. She's and if, going to, it's okay. And if she somehow forgets to give you shit for it, I will Snapchat the hell out of her to remind her to give you shit for it. Because I was waiting and waiting. And I noticed I was hearing all the names. I'm like, huh, Jenny's one of your mods. I didn't hear her where's, name. Where's, where's like, where's Jenny? Jenny? Where's Jenny? <laughs> Justice for Jenny. Um, but I Jenny already gives me enough shit <clears throat> as it is, to be fair. I know she does, and she hits on your woman all the time. It's fucking great. I love it. Yes. I feel so at home when I'm in your chat. Because I do the same thing. <laughs> yes, you do. But I have one over Jenny because I was locked in the bathroom with Sassy and she was not. So Yeah. Yeah. Just want to remind this you of true. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, my mods came with me for, uh, from Twitch to kick and early on there was, um, there was some drama, right? So there was some drama, um, and we had to say goodbye to one of the mods um, because they literally uh, harassed me in DMs and mm. were trying to gaslight me in text message and told me, <clears throat> I think it's so stupid of you to go ahead and leave Twitch whenever we just went ahead and, you know, we did all this work and we got you all the people on TikTok and why are you going to leave Twitch and go over to kick and yada, yada, yada. And uh, I have now quadrupled my progress my numbers my stats i've quadrupled them in seven months on kick than i did on five months on twitch so you know proof is in the pudding of all the accomplishments i've been able to make over here on this platform um as a streamer as a content creator as a music artist have you had to deal with drama and if so 
what are some of the ways that you've dealt with it to like overcome it and get past it and move on? So I'm going to start by saying this. Mm-hmm. If you're a content creator and haven't dealt with even just a little ounce of drama, I don't think you really are a streamer, honestly, because I think it, I think it's kind of just all around us and kind of finds its way one way or another. Yeah. Um, for me, I, I haven't had too much in the way of it. Um, yeah. I've, I, I mean, I, I've had my fair share. I've had, um, you know, I've had one or two mods that, you know, were doing some questionable things and, you know, I had to have talks with them and then they were continuing to do questionable things. So, you know, I had to remove them. Um, but outside of that, um, I think it kind of goes back to picking the right, like being very picky with my mod team. Because at the end of the day, like I know the mod team that I have right now that they're not going to, like they're going to keep me in check. I keep them in check. They keep me in check. Yeah. And I think that's important because that way if there's things going on they bring it to my attention Mm -hmm. or if i feel that things are going on i bring it to their attention and there's always that that communication there where we always know what's going on it can always stay ahead of it yeah absolutely communication is a huge thing in anything um but especially when it comes to like keeping drama out of your circle yeah i definitely have um the same thing my mods definitely that not only do they provide me with like ideas of what to do for stream um i my goal is to one day you know when we start when i start actually you know making more out of this or progressing and the more i grow the more they're going to grow with me and i'd like to do something how lauren shea does um she does a mod appreciation day once a month i would love to be able to do something like that for my mods I would love to do that because each of my mods do something different for me. They all do the same thing. You know, they're mm. all there. They all corral. They all help me. They, they're my management team. But each of them also has like their own talent. Like one of my mods, Papa Red, 100%. If I were in like a regular setting, you know, like for all in person, say Papa Red is security. 100%. He's, he's security. He doesn't let anybody fuck with me. He's super, super defensive, super protective of it. He's ready to knock somebody's teeth down their throat if they talk to me sideways. Like Papa Red is, he's, he's going for the jugular, right? <clears throat> Troa is my, he's my tech support. Um, he is my tech support. He's my uh, creative, you know, uh, specialist. He is my, um, I mean, dude tries to get me out of my comfort zone all the time with like scary games. I hate scary games. But Tro likes to put scary games in front of me, and I I have to oblige because at least I can do. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna scream the entire time, but if this is what you want, I will give this to you. Mm-hmm. And yes, Tro has his own channel in the Discord. It's a voice channel called Troas Treehouse, and it is the Treehouse <laughs> Tech Support Incorporated. Yeah. So I feel like in very you know in similarity to what you said. You know, I keep my mods in check. My mods definitely sit there. They keep me in. It's not just keeping chat in check. They keep me in check too. Yes. And they're keeping, they're holding me accountable. They're keeping me, you know, honest. They're, they're making sure that like I stay true to who I am, that I don't sit here and fall to, you know, fads or get caught up in the drama or something. And, 
you know, sometimes they'll even reach out to me and be like, hey, I know, like you said, you didn't really think about touching base on this, but I think you should probably address this. And like, they'll give me the okay, essentially, to speak on the drama. And then, you know, once I get that, then I'm like, all right, gloves are off. My management, yeah, like, my management team said I can do it, so I'm gonna do it. Nope. <laughs> I, uh, I think the the drama side of kick. Um, I think it can definitely weigh you down, even if you try to stay out of it. I think no matter what, it still can kind of get to you, whether it's the reactions from other people or the um, engagement from other people, you know. Um, and you compare it to like how, like, for instance, I'm not going to name drop anything, obviously, but you do know what I'm talking about when one of our friends had a stream recently and we all could tell, all right, something's wrong here, you know, and they had made the comment where it's like, you know, this one person says one negative thing and all of a sudden, you know, people are yippy yapping and chatting away and they're all active and, you know, but I'm sitting here you know, doing good. I speak on good things. And it's like, you know, there's more coming from the negativity than there is for the positivity that we're just trying to spread. And it's Mm -hmm. disheartening. You know, it's, it's aggravating to put it in layman's terms. It fucking sucks. It's bullshit. I think when that all kind of happens, because I've gotten so close to all of you guys, I was telling Negan, I was like, I feel like when when somebody's coming for you guys, it's like I can handle if it comes to me. It's like whatever. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I may speak on it. I may not speak on it. I don't. But when it comes to you guys, when all that started happening for the guys, I was like <laughs> biting my tongue, <laughs> sucking in my breath. I was like, you know, I'm texting the guys. They're telling me, "Hey, it's okay. Calm down. Calm down." I'm like, "You just say the fucking word." And I am there. <laughs> exactly, Sassy. Mama Bear comes out. I definitely have like a Mama Bear type feeling like the, you know, like the little sister, but also like the mama of the group where it's just like, I'm fucking claws are out, motherfucker. Like, let's let's go, you know. Um, How aside from the drama, this is where I was going with that. Aside from the drama, how has kick been for you since making the switch? Um, Kick has been an eye opener. Um, you know, I think Kick gave people like me and people like Maze and Dubs and Grayson Rogers and you know Ice. Um, mm-hmm. you know Quintendo. Um, yeah, Quintendo. You know Destro, Matt Suarez, Chavez, um, Lady Desiree. Um, Z. I mean, there's there there's just there's too many to name here. There's but so just, many. Uh, just, exactly. And I mean, we, you know, the underground uprise, like we got to see yeah. a whole lot of people that maybe aren't even in the music category that really do have talent to bring to the table. And I think kick has kind of just given all of us an opportunity to be as free as we want and be like, here, like you, you want to do this? Like, let's give you the tools to, to succeed. Um, you know, like a huge thing for us was when, you know, Andrew said, Hey, you guys now have your own category on the front page. Like you have your own yeah. little, little carousel thing on the front page. That has been so huge. Yeah. Like I see, I, I see some of the same people up there all the time, but it's just like, it, it allows other streams to like get showcased at different 
you know, at different times, like the people who stream music at night, people who stream during the day. Um, and not even just the music people, you know, the art people like the Razor Reds and the Denny's and the Stocks. Um, and even like the crafters, like Shaka with her crocheting and stuff like that. Like people are doing a lot of different things. Uh, even dad, even dad's Academy, when it comes to like the gardening, I know he's not doing that right now. I know he's going to eventually do it, but like mm -hmm. even someone like that, who's going to be doing gardening on stream, like that's not usual content, but kick is allowing people to have creative freedom. They're allowing people to really just open up their minds and not always have to feel like they have to be gaming all the time to create good content. Cause yeah. it's not what it should be. I mean, look at the just chatters and the IRLs and, and all these different other people the cooking. I mean, yeah, hell, like, there's just so many other things that you can stream that are not always just games. Yeah, um, I think Negan and, and I are going to do a, a cooking stream. Actually, he wants to do a steak night where he's making me a steak dinner. And I think ooh. we're going to actually do a cooking stream. It was an incentive for the subathon. And although we didn't reach that incentive, the subathon gave me a lot of ideas of different streams to do, yeah. like special things just to give back, like change things up. And I think we're gonna do a steak dinner. Yeah. That's that sounds like a good time. Yeah, it is. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think I think the biggest the biggest thing is that staff is listening. Um staff is like Andrew has said time and time again that music to him is just so important. Like spotlighting mm -hmm. the musicians that are on the platform are so important to him. Like, I do not think he would have been a judge on the uprise if he didn't feel so strongly about music and didn't want to be a part of that process. So it's just, it's really good to be on a platform where it's not just the creators that believe in what we do. It's the staff members that also believe in Absolutely. us. Absolutely. willing to do, like, willing to do all these different events, like the uprise, like Kicks Got Talent, um, like all the gaming tournaments that they host. Um, they even they even you know, started promoting that um, two new things that I saw, or not really new new, but like you know it's been going around for a minute. Um, they have a Minecraft server for Kick yeah, that was yep. created, and they also had today was the first episode of Kick versus, Kick food. versus food. Yeah, that yeah. Furby Sage and uh, I can't remember the other person, so please forgive me if they come across this. But I only remember Sage because I met Sage. Um, I think it was but, last. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Um, but they, it's like a, it's like man versus food, but it's a kick version of it. So it's providing yeah. like different content. When I look at the stuff, when I look at the streams, the new things that are being promoted, right? Like on Twitter, cause that's like a big platform that we all use X formerly known as Twitter. Um, it's almost like we have our own, it's like looking through the TV guide and like you have a yeah. list of like channels to, of things to watch and it's like the kick version of a TV guide is what it is and you have yeah. hundreds of different things to do you can watch talk shows you can listen to podcasts you can watch um a special that comes on you know every you know this day of the week um you have uh cooking shows you have uh the the like the man versus food but kick versus food you have like america's mm -hmm. got talent but it's actually you know kick's got talent you have you know like um what was uh there was a was the show, is the Yo Mama the one that I was thinking of where it was like a rap battle show? Wasn't it Yo Mama or something like that on MTV? Maybe. I think I that's what it I was. Didn't I didn't watch a lot of those. I, I did. I was a D-Gen. Anyways. <laughs> um, but I think it's super cool. It's like you don't see that on other platforms. Oh, that was a roasting show. That was a roasting show. But I thought there was a rap battle one too. 
Um, Wasn't that, um, oh my God. It was a comedy uh, show. Oh. Yeah, no, I think that someone's wrong what, what, here. Is it, is, it, what, is it Wild and Out? Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that's what Wild and about, Out. Wild and Out. Not so much. That one was definitely like a, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is rap battle, actually. Yeah. If you think about it, they're given prompts and stuff. It's different categories of it, but they are trying to do, I wouldn't necessarily call it rap. I would call it rhyme battle, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's Nick Cannon. What do you expect? Yeah, um, exactly. Anyway, how was it doing the underground uprise and having Andrew be a judge? It was, it was nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it was honestly for me, it was just cool. Like it was just cool to have someone that has so much say in the platform, like be a part of something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to take time and, and, and I, and I said this to Andrew, like, I, I think after, after the first episode when he judged and we were kind of all sitting in discord, um, you know, Andrew's a very busy guy. Mm-hmm. He does not have time to do, be a part of a lot of things. And if he does, like, for example, he was on your podcast. He, he was there for what, like an hour and a half, two hours. It was supposed to be 45 minutes and it was almost two hours long. He yeah. gave me the extra time because he realized how many people here were, were here to see it? And he was really interested in having this conversation with me. Yeah, yeah it was super so, cool. Andrew is definitely a genuine human being. And he is easily one of my favorite people that I know. And I was so, super glad to meet him. So for him to be there for three hours, it was, it was like probably just over three hours. Mm-hmm. Like for him to be there an entire time and just expose himself to a bunch of different people. And I think what was really cool is it allowed all of these different people that maybe are smaller creators that haven't gotten noticed by the platform yet. It gave them an opportunity to say, hey, this is my talent. This is what I can do. And then you have Andrew sitting there like, oh, yeah, this was really cool. And all of a sudden you're like, well, holy shit, a kick staff member just said like they loved what I did. And I think it's just a really cool experience. No matter what, no matter what happened, no matter who got eliminated, and no matter like pairings or anything like that, at the end of the day, it was just I think a, a cool experience for all of us to be put on a platform like that and be on the front page and mm-hmm. have all these different people like seeing what we do. And not to mention, um, kind of sidetracking a bit, just all the projects that are coming out of the uprise too. Um, oh yeah, and not, and not just from the uprise itself. Outside of it, I mean, there. I'm I'm right now working on like three to four different projects with people from the uprise that I haven't mm-hmm. done collabs with before, and I think that's the beautiful thing of it is that all these people now are like, oh, look at all these incredibly talented people. Like, I want to do a collab with you, and I want to do a collab with you, and I want to do a collab with you. There was um, a website was created. And I think it was, hi, On Fire. On Fire, you might know the answer to this. There was someone who created, I know Good Vibes Greg had posted about it, but it's Kick like. Tunes. Kick Tunes. Yeah. And so that was kind of around the same time of the Uprise, where the Uprise, you know, encouraged it or whatever the case was. But that came out. And then I didn't even, I've known Greg for a hot minute now. I've talked to Greg. I'm about to be on his podcast. He's going to be on my podcast. 
We've hung out a few times in Discord. We've done an LS takeover, which is their community. I did a couple collabs with them. Um, and I had no idea that Greg made music. I had no idea that he I mixed. I didn't either. I had no idea. So when I saw his little icon pop up during that night, I was like, oh, hey, that looks like Greg's icon. And then I looked again and I was like, oh, hey, oh God, that's Greg. Greg. <laughs> I was so surprised. And there were people that I obviously was rooting for, you know, you, Jay, Ice, because you're family. But there yeah. were people on there that, like, I hadn't heard of. No offense to Z. I didn't know who Z was up until the uprise. I didn't either. Yep. Other people in the fam knew who he was. I didn't, though. And it, like, his creation with, was it Lady Desiree who did the piano? Yes. Their creation together, I swear to God, was absolutely insane. He took strings that she did on the piano and then got her to sing, which she admitted that she doesn't do, yeah. like often, if at all, convinced her to do it and made this song that you never would have thought. Like you just, you listen to it and you're like, Hold the fucking fuck. phone. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is this? And it was, and I hate to say that because I feel guilty because, you know, my fam was on the show, but that was probably my favorite performance though, yeah. because I was so freaking mind blown by it. I was like, this is insane. It was, it was really cool. I think that was a really, a really good thing that the kick community needed. And that it was a nice, refreshing take on the different, the different, the different avenues we can take as streamers. Mm -hmm. But it also brought out all of these creators that people hadn't even heard of. And now we know who they are. And now we're watching their stuff. And now we're listening to their music. And now we're making friends with them. And we're making new connections. And there was... Despite all the, you know, BS that comes from stuff all the time, there was a lot of good shit that came from this that way, way over, you know, oversee, overpass all of it, all the BS. And it was such a cool experience to be a viewer on that and looking in and, and watching you guys. Like, it was awesome as shit to see. It was definitely a really cool, really, really cool experience. It was. Oh. And that's Z in the chat now. Thanks for the follow, Z. What up, Z? <laughs> yeah, I think the I, I think the the biggest thing is it was I think it was a nice challenge for um for a lot of people um to get out of like to just get out of their comfort zones to work with people that they've never worked with before and to create something that maybe they never thought of creating before. Yeah. Um. I mean, just just in my experience, like just with my experience in the uprise alone, um, you know, my first song out of the gate with with uh with dj fish was a 80s synthwave pop song which never in my life yeah. did i ever was was i ever gonna do that genre and it just happened yeah know? that was pretty cool too. um it was it was and it was it was such a it, it was a stressful process because it was tough for me to write to something like that because i'm like this i've never done this before but it just goes to show that like you know, sometimes you really have to get pushed out of your comfort zone to make some really cool shit. You just never know what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know you said that you're collabing with people from the Uprise, 
right? Yes. So what are some things that you can tell us that are coming or that are in the works? Can you give us any like sneak peeks on stuff? Can you give us any like, you know, secrets? What can we expect from um, you? Um so <laughs> um if you guys remember Golden Boy Brian, the guy who made yeah. the uh the the really really sad song. Um, him and I are actually working on a country track as we speak. Oh, great. Is it going to be a country um, song where I'm going to cry or a country song where I'm going to feel good? It's probably going to be a country song where you cry. I hate <laughs> you. Why can't you make me feel good? <laughs> why do you always bring out the tears and the emotional distress? Like, why can't you just make me feel good? Damn it. <laughs> I, um, I can't stand you. I also just got off a call with Nerdy, uh, Nerdy Inc. Nerdy uh, Inc. Yeah, and uh, he's actually um, in the process of making an entire album. I don't know when the album's coming out, but he's making a whole album. And him and I are actually going to be doing like um, like a Post Malone kind of song, uh, which Ooh. is going to be really cool. Okay, um, is that also going to make me cry, or is that one going to make me feel good? A little bit of both. I swear to God, I'm just, I'm blocking you. I'm not even posting this podcast. I'm just deleting all evidence and I'm blocking you from everything. Okay, okay. I, I, listen, I, I tend to be very different than a lot of people when it comes to music because I've been through a lot in my life and music is a way for me to kind of yeah. explain my story and explain like just the things that I've been through so that way other people that either have gone through the same thing or maybe haven't yet and, you know, need a little bit of experience, like feeling that or whatever it is. Like, that's just, that's just what I do. I think even, that's why I feel, like, I feel like even in like happy songs too, like even like the fun, like poppy songs, I'm still like in the mindset of like making sure I'm telling some kind of story. I think it's, that's it's why your songs story. make me cry is because they really hit home reignite even talking about reignite gives me goosebumps and i start to choke up because that song really really hits home for me it really really hits home for me because i was i i've had a lot of emotional and mental trauma i've had a lot of abusive uh you know upbringing i've tried taking my life a couple times i've talked openly about suicide on uh, the wellness check Wednesdays. I've talked about the struggles, what I've overcome, you know, where I'm at now in life. And there's just something about listening to reignite that kind of just like it, it makes me cry. It doesn't make me fully sad, but it, it brings out those deeper emotions. And it's, I mean, it's a really, it's a really good fucking song. It's a really good song. I think that's why the you big, make me cry, though, is because I, I yeah. feel it. I feel what you are singing about. The biggest thing with Reignite was I started to write that in a time, you know, obviously around the holidays, a lot of people deal with seasonal depression. Um, and the holidays can sometimes be a really bad time for people. Um, so when I started to write that, I, I, I had the track already. And... I wanted to make something that when you when you heard it, as you just said, it wasn't necessarily make it's not going to make you sad, but it's just going to make you feel like maybe if you're like kind of going through that seasonal depression or whether you have something going on, like it's one of those songs where you listen to and you're like, you know what? 
I can get through this. I'm yeah. not going to let I'm not going to let these I'm not going to, you know, lose this war. I might lose these battles, but I'm not going to lose this war. And I and I don't even think it's really kind of just specific to like the holidays. I think it's just in general. I think, you know, look at this month. This I feel like this month has been a trying month for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that thing of we're going to lose battles here and there, but we're never going to lose the war as long as we fight through and as long as we have the right people around us. Yeah, I think that's really important. Having the right people around you, having, you know, the right community or the right group of friends, um, you know, people who hold you accountable. Um, I think that's that's really important. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like we are running a bit out of time because I do like to keep these relatively kind of close to that one hour mark a little bit over a little bit under kind of thing um just because it's uh, if it's longer than like an hour and like 15 i lose like everything like nobody's paying attention anymore and my attention span doesn't even go that long i I feel that i understand (laughs) yes um with that being said before i go ahead and have you plug in all your socials and everything here uh did you have any questions for me or for my community or anything that you wanted to interject or add on, interject or add on to this? Words are hard. It's okay. Words are very, very hard. They're actually difficult. <laughs> They're not hard. I, I do have a question. Okay. Because I've been curious. Okay. So what... I'm nervous what, now. <laughs> what, what got you into doing this? Doing... Like, what got, like, what got you into doing streaming? Like, like, like was it something that you just like was it just something that you wanted to do was it something that you saw yourself doing as like a full-time thing like i I don't know if i've ever heard this story well actually i'm gonna give a little spoiler kick community reached out to me and they're gonna be publishing my user story here soon oh so it will be up there for everybody to see if they would like to later on but love that i always had an interest in streaming i wanted to see what it was about um Right after I met the wrong group of people, um, I got started. And shortly after that, so it was January 14th was my anniversary. January 14th is when I started streaming here and there, playing Fortnite, hanging out with friends. Uh, February of 2023, so last year. I'm going to try my best not to cry here, guys. So I'm very, very sorry. But February of last year, I got a phone call from my sister to check Facebook. And when I checked Facebook, I saw that my brother, um, he's my stepbrother, but he's, he's my brother. Um, I got news that his heart actually is, uh, his congestive heart failure had worsened. And over a six month period, his heart stopped uh, working at 20% is now working at 15%. Um, and my brother is, um, he is completely, you know, wheelchair bound. He has uh, a disorder called Frederick's Ataxia, which I plan on doing a, um, I think I'm going to do a charity stream here soon. Uh, and I think that's going to be my first charity stream is for Frederick's Ataxia. <clears throat> At the time my brother was diagnosed with it, there wasn't any, I mean, there's still no cure but there wasn't any um, medication that could help prolong it. What it does is it attacks the muscles. When it attacks your muscles um, and your heart's a muscle, obviously, 
um, they, they're slowly starting to deteriorate. When they deteriorate, it's causing all these other complications. So he developed MS. He developed congestive heart failure. My brother isn't even 30 years old. He is 29. And he is dying from congestive heart failure right now. I decided that I was going to actually put an effort to streaming and I was going to try to make some income for it. And for the first five and a half, six months of me actually doing streaming, I earned up enough money to take me and Negan and two of my three kids um, out there to go see him. Um, I tried to go see him or Christmas. It wasn't going to happen. We're, we're going to hope to go out there again. Um, as you know, at the end of March, because yep. I plan on trying to see you in Sassy as well. Yep. Um, but that is why I started doing it. And then when I told him that I was doing it, um, you know, he was really excited to hear it. He was really proud of me. And, um, you know, he, that's something that he always wanted to do is he wanted, fuck, here it goes. <laughs> he wanted to, um, he wanted to stream too, but he can't, he can't stream because, um, you know, if he if he were to try to, uh, you know, first of all, it comes into like the money aspect of it. You know, he uh, he really likes the fact that he, you know, does get some benefits for being disabled. So it helps out his mom because she's had to cut back on like, you know, what she does for work and stuff because she has to take care of him full time. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has another kid who's uh, 16 or 17. And so, you know, there's only so much that she can do. So she actually gets paid. Um, I believe by the state, it's all this stuff to basically help him out. And so if he were to actually work and get income, it would, it would mess everything up for him on top of the fact that he can't really play video games like he used to. And he can't. It's way harder to talk about than I thought. (laughs) Green hearts in the chat. Yeah. Green hearts in the chat. <laughs> he uh he can't really talk. You know, it's difficult for him to go ahead and actually accuse his muscles to speak. So it's not much he can do. Yeah. To go ahead and provide content. So uh I continued it because he always wanted to and he can't. But yeah, that's how I got started. <laughs> oh. Thanks for making me cry again. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't music this time. It wasn't. It wasn't um, music this time. Uh. So, um, yeah, I asked that because, like I said, I, I, I didn't know your journey. Um, now, you asked me at the beginning of this um, what got me into streaming. Yeah. And I, and I left this out because I don't really like talking about it because it's, it's a sensitive topic. Um, but the reason I started streaming, well, one of the main reasons was because I was actually literally almost killed in a car accident a month prior to me streaming. I was hit head on by a drunk driver oh. who um, who literally put my car into oncoming traffic on the highway. Jesus Christ. And um, I had a separated shoulder and my back is still messed up to this day from it and one of the reasons i got into streaming because that was kind of a reality check for me like you know i do music like gigging full time but 
you know, <laughs> just thinking about the fact that, you know, any time that I get in my car and I'm driving down the road, like, my life could be done in an instant. Yeah. You know? And it was just one of those things, like, I need, I want to do something, I want to do something with my music, but I want to, like, do it from, like, a safety, because, you know, nobody's going to hit me with a car in my house kind of thing. I mean, unless somebody drives a car through my house, which that's very rare, knock on wood. Hopefully that never happens. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, I I just, I I love hearing about other people's journeys because I don't always talk about mine a lot. So, yeah, uh, I'm very, very proud of you for sharing that because I know that wasn't Thanks. easy. No, right? it was like and, a lot harder than I thought. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I can talk about it and I won't cry. And then other times I'll talk about it and I will cry. And I'm getting more emotional about it because the he we didn't think he was going to make it till Christmas. And then yeah. here we are, it's past Christmas, and now we're like, well, maybe he'll wait till his birthday. You know, maybe he'll hold out, and his birthday's in May, and so... <sighs> and uh, it's just tough, because, like, you know, not many people can survive with their heart working at 15%, and uh, nobody can survive when it's working at 10%. So I think it's the hardest part is knowing that, like, there's nothing, there's nothing we can do. There yeah. isn't. It's too far into this. It's... um. I have a lot of like a lot of emotions around it because well, for multiple reasons and the obvious reasons, it's my brother, you know, he's dying, but there is a pill now that can prolong the effects of Frederick's ataxia for at the time when he was diagnosed, the expectancy for a male is 35 and we were told he wouldn't make it to 30. But now and I'm happy for other families, you know, now they have it, this pill where people have been living natural long lives under their 80s with Frederick's ataxia. So they're prolonged with this medication. But a part of me is bitter about it because like it's it's 10 years too late for my brother and it fucking yeah. sucks, you know, so. I do get emotional about it. It sucks. It's um. But I'm happy doing this because I know that this is something that he would love to do and he's always loved streaming. He's always the only reason why I knew about streamer got into video games is because of him, you know. So, and and, and one other oh, and one ahead. other reason I one other reason I asked that, and I think this is kind of where I want to leave this off is, I think with kind of everything that's been going on around us lately, I think with all kind of the BS and the drama and all this stuff, I think a lot of us kind of forget why we started doing this. I think yeah. a lot of us kind of get it kind of just goes in the back of the mind like it's always about this and it's always about that it's always about that but i want anybody listening to this who's a content creator it doesn't matter if you've been streaming for a week a month a year five years ten years whatever it is don't ever forget why you started doing this even in those moments that you may doubt yourself or you may have this person coming at you or that person coming at you. Never forget why you started doing content creation. Never forget why you, you do what you love. Like this is what you love. So just don't forget where you came from, no matter how big you get. Cause people will say to me all the time at shows in streams, 
oh hey when you make it big don't forget about me kind of a joke <laughs> but it but it but it's really true because there are a lot of people that do see success that don't that forget about the people that got them there in the first place yeah they for, they so get so lost about why they started or why they wanted to do this they get so absorbed into it they forget everything and yes. all they see is just the the fame or the money or the you know they just they lose touch with themselves and with their community with their their fans or their friends or their family and they just they lose all senses of it they just get too absorbed into it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely <clears throat> well it's been a lot of fun having you on here i really appreciate it i this is this has been a good time i do i do hate you but i love you <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! If I if I could, I would come over there and give you a giant. Hug I right I know you would. I know you would. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do my little outro here real quick. Uh, you know, I do appreciate you tuning in. Oh, before I even do the outro, um, where can we find you at? What are your socials? What can we find you on? Yeah, um, Kick is Echoes Nation. Um, Twitter is dumb and didn't let me have my name so it has an underscore so it's echoes underscore nation um <laughs> spotify is under under my irl name uh chris francisco on spotify Docs. apple music um all those all those streaming platforms i have all my music out there um yeah that's where you can find me and i stream every day monday through friday sometimes on the weekends but mostly monday through friday you can find me during the day 11 12 p.m uh 11 a.m 12 p.m eastern um either doing music or playing games but more or less just having myself a good time and just bringing some good energy to people that need it so well i appreciate it and thank you for being a part of this week's podcast